If you guys can make a sequel to a bad or cheesy horror film, which one would you pick? Uh, no, go ahead, John. Oh man, <laughs> Put um, me on the spot. so many, so many choices. Bad or cheesy? You know? Can I spoil an upcoming episode and say Leprechaun four point five? Uh, that movie was incredible. Y'all are going to hear about is it that here the soon. He's in space. He is in space. Oh Jesus! And I would love to see two more hours of that. Two, two more, more hours. hours. Yes. <laughs> like wow. how in unison we're both like, no, fuck that. That's way too much hours. No, it's not even enough. It should be a fucking mini series. <laughs> I'll allow it as long as it's Warwick Davis. That's Agreed. The only way we're going to have that. Now what? Now what? Why exactly do you want to see two more hours of that film? Well, not to spoil our upcoming episode, but it's pretty much the best bad horror movie I think I've ever seen. Um, we can get him to spoil the upcoming episode. We don't have to do that episode. by like a mile. <laughs> yeah, if you want to talk two hours about Leprechaun Four. All um, right, changing gears. Here we go. Leprechaun <laughs> in space. No. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's pretty high praise, John. You're saying it's like worse than like say Birdemic. Is it on that kind of level? No, oh man, two different types of movies. Yeah, it's the we- it's the best worst horror movie I've ever seen. Birdemic uh, it was a little campy. I think this one, I don't know. Y'all just have to watch it. Tune in sometime next month to hear more <laughs> okay. about this. Tune in sometime when Leprechaun comes out. It'll probably be around like August, I think. Yeah, but for me, a sequel to Gremlins two, Gremlins three, and we're gonna okay. go even balls to the wall crazier with it. Give me your premise. What is Gremlins three? I, you know, I don't even want to. I don't even want to put a premise on it because I feel like there's. You should not plan for this. I feel like it should be you walk in, you do four lines of coke, you sit down, you get slapped in the face <laughs> by like a large sumo man, and then basically you just start typing. Well, like, that, that's how Gremlins two was made. I'm pretty sure. I, I don't know. I feel like the Key and Peele thing summed up how Gremlins two was made pretty well. <laughs> That's but, how Tarantino writes all of his films, though. <laughs> with the cocaine it. and the sumo slap? Yeah, absolutely. The cocaine sumo slap. It's a tried and true uh, method. But yeah, Gremlins 3. I'm going to put you on the spot. Each Gremlins movie, they introduced a new version of a Gremlin. So what is going to be the new type of Gremlin in Gremlins 3? Oh, there's going to be so many types of Gremlins. In Gremlins 2, they went from like one type of Gremlin up to, like I think, like 26 different types of Gremlins. There was a female. There was a bat. There was the vegetable Gremlin. There was the lightning Gremlin. There was the brainy Gremlin. There was the uh, googly-eyed Gremlin. There was um, Hulk Hogan. I don't know if he counts as a Gremlin. But oh, he does. If you see that sex tape, maybe. <laughs> the Hulk <Yes>. Gremlin. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, didn't, I didn't want to put that much thought into what would be in it. I just know that I would like to see how crazy they could make that. I'm talking like... What about a prehistoric dino gremlin of some kind? <gasps> dino gremlin? You, you had me. <laughs> you had me at dino. <laughs> um, I'm going to... You know, I, I had two in mind that I would like to see some more of. Uh, first off, I would like to see another Critters film. Um, the Kyoto Brothers that made the uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space did the Critters films, and I just like that creature design. Was 20 Critters not enough for you? <laughs> <laughs> no. There was only four, and the last one came in like the early 90s, if I'm not mistaken. But I don't know. I always like the galactic bounty hunter aspect of it. They're coming down to hunt the, gr- the Critters. Almost said Gremlins. Um, pretty similar films, probably. But, critters um, Gremlin. I'm going to go with Evolver. Does anybody remember Evolver? Probably not. For Does that reason. have uh, it actually, Fox Mulder in it? No. It has uh, Ethan Embry, and it has William H. Macy. Really? He's the voice of the killer robot. Basically, uh, it's, the, a kill- <laughs> yes. okay. it's about a robot that was used for a laser tag tournament, and when he loses, he evolves. So throughout the film, he continues to evolve and evolve and evolve, and then he eventually, like, his little Nerf gun... Like he changes those into real guns and start killing people. <laughs> does he have to? Does he have to lose every time before he evolves, or is that just a natural thing he can do now? I think after each like 
you know, uh, fight fight he gets into. He he learns, you know, he's like a learning AI type thing. I just want to see another silly schlocky robot, you know, attack movie. I feel like we haven't had one of those in a while. Well, you we know, had Runaway with. Uh... Was it Tom Selleck? And I was like eighty three. <laughs> I feel like that's soon enough. I feel like that's oh, there's a, a new forty Terminator year... coming with. Uh... Yeah, I'm kind of tired of that franchise. We had iRobot. Oh yeah, you know. yeah, but these aren't what I'm looking for. I want some schlocky <laughs> ass robot films. Okay, who's your main star in the new one? Uh, Killer Roomba. Who's the? <laughs> that's the star. Who's the person that's going to take on the ever evolving robot? Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. Oh, Interesting decision. Okay. Okay. He maybe. was just, he was just in Cooties about the zombie children that uh, attack all the teachers in the school. I'm sorry, did you say Cooties? Cooties. What about a zombie versus robot movie? Oh, does that exist? I don't know, but it should. I'm sure it does. Because zombies can't bite robots, so, I mean, it might be one-sided, but they could figure something out. Hey, all you creatures from cyberspace. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Grave Talk Podcast. My name is Mark. Again, joined with John and Garrett. Fellas, how are we doing today? Pretty decent. It's a fucking hot one, but I'm doing all right. Summertime yeah. in Texas, man. Yeah, Heat. It's, it's, hot, hot day. It's definitely warm. So what have you guys been up to since the last time we got together? Um, Watching movies, yeah. playing video games. Yeah. You know, the normal That sounds life. about average, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Anything of note? Preparing to write my spec script for Gremlins 3. There you go. Um, I'm excited. Of note, not really. I watched a bunch of really mediocre movies uh, since the last time we recorded, uh, one of which we're going to talk about today. That's right. Today we've all watched random films that we found on Amazon Prime, just based on the title and images alone. We went in cold, and we're going to see if we walk out of this thing hot. (laughs) (laughs) I like it, though. I like it. Um, I tried VR for the first time. Wait, your movie was in VR? No, this is my what I've been up to. Oh, okay. <laughs> How did you find this movie? No, I uh, I got an, a VR rig for the PlayStation, and man, I was not prepared for how cool that shit actually is. I assume you immediately went for VR porn. Uh, is it on PlayStation? No, I don't know. Not on PlayStation. <laughs> on the Vive, it is. And let me tell you. Pretty interesting. Is it life changing? I wouldn't say life changing. I mean, it definitely makes you reevaluate yeah. who you are as a person. Life altering, maybe. Oh, yeah. but... Welcome to the future. You're like, oh, this is amazing. What have I become? <laughs> but no, uh, I tried out Doom in VR, and that thing was fantastic. Um, you really don't get a sense for how this VR world is until you put on the goggles, then you're actually in it. I thought it was just like putting two screens on your face. But no, you are literally immersed in this world, and I got to stand next to a caca demon, next to the cyber demon. He's like two stories tall. I could walk under his legs, all kinds of shit. It was crazy. Did you try to give him a kiss? I tried. Yeah. He's <laughs> a little too tall. I couldn't get up there, but I did try. Going to be diving into Resident Evil 7. I played the opening of that, and those jumps uh, got me in a way that it didn't get me in normal mode. So, Dude, I'm... <laughs> I'll yeah. never try that. <laughs> uh, I played through seven normally, and while it was some pretty crazy moments, but it's so different having someone jump out at you right in your face. Um, I wonder how long this kind of stuff is going to be potent. You know what I mean? Like, is it going to wear off after a while? Like, we've done enough VR, and it's like, okay, another one of these type moments. I don't think so. If it's done right, I mean, it'll be fine. I mean, jump scares in movies still scare people, and those yeah. have been going on since the 70s or even before then. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, you, you eventually desensitize yourself to some of it, 
But I mean, I'm sure you know the classics never die, and jump scares are unfortunately the classic. Yeah, that's true. Well, I've got uh, several horror VR experiences that you'll probably be hearing about later. Uh, but let's see, Garrett, anything before we jump into it? Uh, no, man, just you know, kind of working on art and getting stuff going on, uh, making some pretty cool stickers, making a Freddy and Jason sticker. Uh, maybe we'll put those up on the uh, the website for purchase, along with potentially hint hint coming soon uh two new t-shirts we have a grave talk podcast uh t-shirt and we also have an unofficial um mascot t-shirt that may or may not be available for a limited time so um check back with us maybe i want to say around august yeah that seems good (laughs) i'm looking forward to seeing those designs i've seen the one you've done with our unofficial mascot and i really want to buy one myself i'll pay us yeah. for it I before promise. the cease and desist letter comes <laughs> you said too much well like we said we're going to be doing a, an amazon roulette um me and garrett were just flipping through prime one day and we just came across all these ridiculously named horror films that none of us had heard of if you don't know about it you should just go browse around there's about 87 shark movies that i didn't know existed <laughs> and they're probably all from the same guy it's uh, there's a tremendous amount of quantity of horror movies on amazon Quality, maybe not so much, but if it's just a numbers game, they're doing very well. I'll have something very interesting to say about the quantity a little bit later when we get to my movie. Yeah, so let's go ahead and say what we picked. Um, I'm going to go first. I picked one called Shark and Saw Women's Prison Massacre. Which there was nothing about that title. When you told me, I was like, there's nothing about this movie I'm not already on board for. Yes, I I have to do it is what I thought when I saw that title. It came out in 2015. Um, Garrett, what did you pick? I, can I save mine? Okay, you can want I to save, be, I uh, want to save mine because right. there's, there's a really interesting story to it. Should I just jump into mine then? Yeah, just and go we'll for it, man. All right. Let's get into it. <laughs> so here's what the back of the box has to say about Shark and Saw Women's Prison. Wait, the back of the box or the description on Amazon? Oh, this was a straight-to-DVD release? Oh, my God. It's mostly amazing that there's a physical version of this movie that exists. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know any. I'm sure that Best Buy still has all of their stock available for purchase if you go look them up. It's not hard to find. All right, here's what it says. Um, this one's kind of lengthy, but it kind of tells you the whole thing here. When a fracking mishap accidentally rips apart the Earth's crust, the resulting hole opens up a gaping underground waterway leading to a vast and mysterious subterranean ocean somewhere deep below. Instantly, giant prehistoric sharks begin winding their way Yes, winding their way upward. W-E-N-D-I-N-G. Okay. Winding their way upward towards a murky bog in the heart of the Arkansas Bayou. Of course. Unfortunately for a group of female prisoners on a work detail in the swamp, the deadly sharks attack without warning, pinning a hapless group of potential victims in a small deserted cabin in the heart of the wetlands. For these wayward women, death may be the only means of escape. Get ready for the wild ride when Dominique Swain of Skin Traffic and Alpha Dog and Tracy Lords, crybaby and not of this earth, but she's famous for other things. Wait, Tracy Lords is in this? Yep, she's okay. in it. Uh, come face to face with the deadliest prehistoric man-eaters nature has ever spawned. Wow, they wrote like a novel about that movie. That was incredible. They don't want to give you any wiggle room. They want you to know exactly <laughs> yeah, what you're getting into. Make sure to tell them everything so they buy it. Yeah, uh, right. So this one stars, as said, Tracy Lords is a detective, uh, Kendra. Dominic Swain is Honey. Christine Gwynn is Michelle. Cindy Lucas is Anita. Uh, Amy Holt is Shannon. Tabitha Marie as Samantha. John Callahan is Carl. And Corey Landis is Detective Adam. So 
This film has two plot threads going through it. There's the Can tra- I ask you a question yes. real quick before you get into the plot, which I'm okay. sure is thrilling. Sure. Do they ever explain what have these sharks been eating while they've been in their underground water before they had access to humans? Absolutely not. Okay. Because that was the first thing that came into my mind, and I was hoping that they would close that that hole, but all right. If you're coming here for answers, you ain't going to get it <laughs> There are no one. answers to be found. Now, whenever you hear the title Shark and Saw Women's Prison Massacre, what do you guys want out of a film? Well, like that. Like I a want, massacre. I want women. Sharks. Okay. okay. Prisons. Uh, prisoners. <laughs> okay. It does have those things. Uh, minus the massacre. It's kind of light on the uh, the massacre side of things. Yeah. Um, trying to figure out what this film is exactly. It is like a Cinemax flick without the TNA. There's absolutely no nudity in this thing. Um, it's shot exactly like something I would have seen back in the early 90s on the Cinemax channel. And that's for good reason. The guy who made this film, his name is Jim Warnarski, and this dude has had his hands in about 170 films since wow. 1980, written or directed by him. Let me give you some of his titles. Please. I'm going to start off with the silliest, and then I'm going to give you some that you may be surprised Wait, the by. the silliest isn't uh, whatever the fuck this movie's no. called. I already forgot. Sharkinsaw. Director Jim here is responsible for a slew of horror parody erotic films oh okay so here's what we got you ready the hills have thighs <laughs> house on hooter hill okay bear winch cleavage field instead of cloverfield cleavage field paranockers activity you know what i'll give them fucking many <laughs> points for creativity <laughs> If you have some good wordplay, dude, you're going to get me to chuckle. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was laughing reading through this list. Uh, some Do other... you think he starts with the title and then just makes a movie from there? I think he watches the movie and is like, how can I put tits in this? <laughs> but they're not in this one. He seemingly left out the tits in this one. Like I said, no, I, I don't know what... He was trying to go straight. He was like, this is going to be my one real movie. (laughs) All anybody's going to know me for is the tits. I'm going to change it up this time. I don't know why I made him French, but (laughs) really stereotypical French all of a sudden. He probably called this movie a film. He's like, I'm working on my film. (laughs) The the acting has a pedigree of a a porno, um, or like I said, a a really B, bottom of the tier uh, Cinemax film that you'd see late at night. A couple other film titles that I laughed at. The Breastford Wives. (laughs) Uh, the Devil Wears Nada. All right, clever, clever. Sexy Peed. Sexy Peed? Yep. Getting weaker. <laughs> wow. Now, here's some of his highlights. This Where dude, does he find the time is what I want to know. Well, he's 70 years old. He must have uh, been the go-to guy for this kind of schlock. Wow. Do you, you think know? he's like Bloomhouse at this point? He just basically produces all these. Someone comes and is like, I got an idea. We're going to take Schindler's List and we're going to make it sexy. <laughs> you know, back in the, in the 90s, they had to fill airtime on these channels right so i feel like he was just the go-to guy he could get i was reading he could get a film done in 12 days um also you know he he's quoted saying that breasts are the cheapest special effects that he could put on screen they are pretty special he's not wrong so um (laughs) (laughs) very opposite directions with that john this guy did chopping mall I know you guys have probably oh, heard okay. about that yeah, one. Yeah, I've heard of that. He's also done The Return of Swamp Thing with Heather Locklear, uh-huh. Ghoulies 4. Oh, Ghoulies Go to College? No, that's 3. Oh. So whatever came after that. Ghoulies um, Get a Job. <laughs> <laughs> Ghoulies Pay Back Their College Tuition. We also have The uh, Demolition High. I've actually seen that one. That was with Corey Haim, Alan Thicke, and Dick Van Patten. Wow. 
Yeah. So he's got a couple, like, you're like, okay, that's kind of, but then he's, like, done nothing but schlock since. I can tell but. you, when you make 100 movies, just by sheer luck, some of them are going to be good. You're playing yeah. the numbers game yeah. at that point. He's also responsible for a lot of those crossover monster films, Dino Croc versus Super Gator and Piranaconda, like, on the Sci-Fi Channel. Uh, oh, Piranaconda. Okay. A bunch of that junk. So I guess that's where he's, like, hoping maybe this one would fall into, but it went straight, uh, straight to DVD. No surprise there. Yeah, okay. All right, so quickly get into your uh, your review of this movie. All right, so these women are taken out of the prison to go do some detailed work in the swamp. They have to remove some stumps. <laughs> I guess that's a thing. Um, and while that's happening, there's a bunch of fracking going on. You see some explosions. And from this these subterranean caves pops out these sharks and they start attacking them now the women are dressed in very standard prison attire if you guys want to take a look there yes that's um, what prisoners this is wear. exactly what all prisoners wear on cinemax um, crop tops <laughs> tank tops yes yeah blue shorts and uh, uh white shirts with their choice of color bra i only say that because i can tell one of them's pink <laughs> can now do these sharks do they end up on land Absolutely, they do. Okay, so they absolutely they, can, they, they can survive do. on land. Yes, these sharks can swim through dirt and concrete. So the okay and through concrete, dirt and concrete. So they're more without impressive. issue, and uh, it doesn't slow them down. At one point, <laughs> one of the sharks jumps out of the dirt like it's jumping out of the water, and splashes back into the dirt, like the dirt has no like soil properties. So these are like more impressive than tremors. Graboids. <laughs> yeah. They make graboids yeah. seem like amateurs. A lot of monster vision on this, so Garrett, you'd be thrilled. Nah, uh, at awesome. one point, <laughs> the camera's inside the shark's mouth, and you can see the teeth in the screen. Oh, boy. So that was fun. Um, like I said, the acting is is pretty abysmal, but some of the stuff that they do in this film is, uh, you just like, what is going on in this film? It's fun to watch for its stupidity. So I'm going to say, if you want to watch a really dumb film, this is one worth doing. So while they're out on their stump detail, uh, one of the prisoners get eaten right away, and the uh, prison guards think she might have escaped. So they put out an APB, and that's whenever Tracy Lords and her partner are like, okay, we got something else to do. And that the storyline with Tracy Lords never intersects with the prisoners until the very last five minutes of the film. So what is she investigating, the, the quote-unquote prisoner who went missing? That, and then at some point, the shark attacked, like, someone on a hoverboat. Like her, a fan boat or a hoverboat? Like a fan boat. Okay. It, her whole storyline is completely pointless to the rest of the film. It could have been cut, and the film would have been the same. In fact, all the stupid fun stuff happens over with the prisoners. Um, so they load them all back up in the van, and they're going down the interstate, and there's a car broken down. They stop to help. Well, it's the girlfriend of one of the prisoners, and she busts them all out. And that's kind of kicks off the escape portion of this movie. And then they all get held up in a... Uh, they all go to a cabin, abandoned cabin. And what are the sharks doing during this part of the movie? Not a lot. Okay. They're not here yet. So they go to this cabin and inexplicably find a first edition of Charles Dickens's Tale of Two Cities. Why? In Arkansas... In an abandoned cabin. In the swamp still. In the swamp. So the humidity had no effect on this book. <laughs> yeah. okay. A quick Google search reveals that that book would be worth about $16,000. But, you know, it's just it's just kicking around in, huh. in Arkansas. I would say that's less than I thought it'd be worth. You would think it'd be more, right? Yeah. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah, like Superman number one is worth more than that. Also in this cabin is a cache of Uzis and AK-47 stashed away inside the vents. You know who lived in this cabin before he moved out to the desert? 
Ernest Hemingway, Burke from Tremors. <laughs> oh yeah, he's a literary man. I'm sure he had one of those books. So finally, the sharks start attacking them at the cabin, and they're, they're like I said at this point, they're swimming through dirt, and it's just gotten out of hand. Um, the uh, it just got out of hand. <laughs> yeah. At that point, the movie just goes off the rails. <laughs> Up until now, they had me, and then uh... so this. W- one of my most eye-rolling, just aghast moments of this film is whenever they're actually outside uh, swimming through the dirt and she's shooting at him. It's so fucking stupid. I'm showing you an image here right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, we got to put this oh, on wow. our website or something. This yeah. is a... Uh, wow. Yeah, so audience, we'll we'll actually do a, a, an update post where we kind of show some yeah. of the imagery and maybe some of the visual this stuff from a, our uh, our movies. So look at that. All right, so let me, I'll try to explain it. It's like if, you know, in your classic shark movies where the sharks are circling you, except you're in the water. This is like on a driveway. There's a, there's a rape van behind her. That's the van they escaped in. And it's no shit. It's like the sand has water properties. They're <laughs> swimming through the sand with no effort at all. Now, <laughs> in this shot, I'm about to show you another shot. It's 10 seconds later. Okay. It's the same place, and all the sand has been <laughs> like a Natchez-Sketch. <laughs> oh, been wow. shooken, and it's all back to normal. Like, nothing has just plowed through the dirt. Wow. I, it, I now understand why he, he can make these movies in 12 days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It does this three times. It resets the dirt three times. Um, to, like, nothing swung through it. You know? <laughs> so, when you got 12 days to make a movie, Mark, what are they going to do? Um, so they escape through a, an underground cave. They keep losing prisoners here and there. They come up through the other side, and they meet up with Tracy Lords, and that's kind of the end of the film. <laughs> so they never kill the sharks? No. They never kill the sharks, but they do meet up with a guy who is a geologist, and he comes up with the theory that these must be prehistoric sharkosauruses that have come through under subterranean underground ocean that is under the USA. Well... Well, so they came through a subterranean underground ocean, but that doesn't explain how they can swim through concrete and dirt. They're dinosaur sharks, bro. (laughs) They do have like they have like little spines, extra spines on their back, so that's how they dig through dirt. Logic. There we go. Yeah. (laughs) So, would you recommend this movie? If you're looking for something to scoff at and have like a fun, dumb time, this is your film. If you're looking for a Cinemax TNA film, this is not your film. I love to scoff. Because there is no titties in this thing. I'm a big scoffer. Yeah. Huge fan of scoffing. Are there any dicks for the ladies? No. Not okay. Well, so ladies, you would enjoy this no. one either. Okay. Oh, I have to mention that the uh, Asian prisoner, her name is Michelle in the film, um, she gets called every possible like stereotypic asian insult she gets called egg roll soy sauce whoa tokyo rose and dragon lady whoa 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 low-key racist too jeez hey i'm not the only one that like gets called these things all the other prisoners are like when they're talking shit to her call her those names i mean it is in arkansas and she in it she did not want to get busted out of prison she only she claims to have only had six months left on her sentence um for get this video bootlegging Oh. was her crime. Do you think that's the director's like subtle jab at like, you know, like people keep bootlegging my movies. This I, is what I want to happen to these people. <laughs> Bootleg, go to jail. It's in front of the like warning sign of every movie. Privacy is not a, or piracy is not a victimless crime, Mark. That's right. That's what they tell us. Um, you went download a car. So at the end of the film, uh, her and the prison guard are, are kind of the last two left alive. And he goes, I can't believe nobody survived. Everybody died. I guess I'm just going to turn around and wait for the cops to show up. Like, he's letting her run away, and she's going to be presumed dead. Now, remember when I said she only had six months left on her sentence? Yeah. She said she didn't want to be a part of the breakout. 
Why the fuck would she just give up her whole life? Like she can't get a credit card anymore. She's presumed dead. Yeah. yeah. Six she's months left. Jail. And she's like, oh, thank you. And leaves. Maybe. You know what? There's no answers here. Like you said at the very beginning, if you're looking <laughs> I for answers. Yeah. I, I must have missed what you said because I'm not, I'm not, I didn't even follow that. So she's presumed dead, but she's not. No, like the, the prison guard is like, I'm going to let you run away and escape. Okay. So he's like, everybody died. Wink, wink. Nobody's left. I'm just going to turn my back and wait for the cops. And she's like, oh, thank So why not you. just do it legitimately? She should just go back to prison, serve her six months, and then go back to resuming her life outside. Considering the events, she might have gotten an early release. Like, unless, you know they, what? unless they were going to frame her for killing all the other oh, prisoners. Who's so. going to believe prehistoric sharks? Well, exactly. the prison guard's still there. He can vouch for her. Oh, you know, there's that blue she's line, man. A, yeah. He's not going <laughs> to stick up for her. Anyway, uh, yeah, I recommend this one if you're looking for something really dumb to watch. Um, Very high on the scoff. Yes, highly scoffable. Um, they even make a, a dish, peaches and beans. Peaches and... Ugh. Mixed oh. together in the same bowl. That's gross. Very That's gross. Very I, gross. I mean, you do what you gotta do, you guys. I guess. All right, I'm done talking about this fucking movie. <laughs> it sounds uh, terrible. Some of the other movies uh, that were recommended was Planet of the Sharks, which looks like Waterworld with sharks, and the sharks are super smart. There weren't enough sharks in Waterworld, so all right. Yeah, that's true. And Raiders of the Lost Shark. Clever. Raiders of the same dude? No. Okay. But based on Shark and Saw Women's Primitive Massacre, I might have to just dick around with those a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Just to see what we get. Mark's in a shark wormhole now. Yeah. Here's a review I Mark's saw. Mark's officially on swimming with the sharks. Hey oh. Here's a review on Amazon for this. Yeah, sure, it's kind of ridiculous, but that's the point. It was also fun to see the great Tracy Lord being all super cop in this thing. She wasn't. She sat in a car most of the time. Uh, we all loved her and went through puberty because of her back in the day, bro. But hey, here she is, an older woman and just as beautiful. I challenge that we all yeah. uh, went through <laughs> yeah. that experience. Speak for yourself, Amazon reviewer. <laughs> I bet she still has a strong libido and could rip you apart, dear reader. Holy just shit. like the sharks here in this movie. Ha ha ha. Did you see how I put it all together here? I'm good that way, bro. Did he say bro? Are you, are you adding the bros? Or I'm those? not adding the bros. Oh. Um, some other quick ones that made me laugh a lot. Sharks really don't swim underground. Hard to buy. <laughs> and my favorite, I regret being born. <laughs> That's the effect this movie has. I have never seen a film that makes me wish I was dead. That's pretty intense, though. Wow. Uh, anyway. All right. So who's up next with their prime roulette? I guess I have to follow that. Um, my movie is not nearly as interesting or pro- arguably as good as uh, Shark prison movie are you sure i am very sure <laughs> okay um so my movie's called steelmanville road um hold on steelmanville road yeah i assume that's how it's said okay um they never actually say it in the movie somehow it hits every bad movie checkbox except that one so one point for the movie um, here's what Amazon says. It doesn't have a box, so there's no back of the box for this one. <laughs> um, in fact, it was shot on an iPhone. Oh, boy. So, that ex- Steelmanville Ro- Road is the found footage prequel to Bad Ben. Matt and Rachel Harris inherit a home from her mother, a woman she never met that put her up for adoption at birth. It's the type of home they dreamed of owning, but thought they'd never be able to afford. Strange things start happening almost immediately after moving in, and everything is captured on video. John, did you see the first one? No, I, I came across this movie because I watched an actual good movie called Hell House LLC, and that's what I was going to talk about on this podcast. 
Sucks for you listeners. I saw the poster for this movie and it has, I don't know, like an essay on it. It was like, you know what? Let me, uh, let me check this one out. And, um, what are the, okay, do you have the front of the box? Like, yes. Okay. Can you read that? Uh, it's now? A Steelmanville road. They thought they had inherited their dream home. Uh, a bunch of ellipses, like six. What they got was a nightmare. A found footage film. Okay, <laughs> that's a very short essay, but that is very well. Very when wordy. you see it on a poster, it takes up two thirds of the poster has words on it. So poor font choice is what you're saying. Yeah, it's very big. I um, wish every film told you exactly <laughs> what it was. Tremors, a worm movie, not true. Yeah, yeah this is a found footage film, which it is. Um, though I don't know who finds the footage in retrospect. It's not really a found footage film. It's it got uploaded to iCloud. iCloud yeah. got hacked. <laughs> And then um, so amongst the nudes, they found this. <laughs> this movie. Uh, this movie was made by Nigel Bach, um, who made Bad Ben and is apparently famous for making these movies on iPhones. Um, his studio, Bach Studios, is the one who released <laughs> it. It's uh, starring, in the loosest sense of the word, Jessica and Christopher Partridge. I don't know if they're husband and wife or brother and sister. They're one of those couples that could go either way. Mm. And Ian could Mullen. Yeah, could be both. Um, I don't know who Ian Mullen was. He was barely in this movie, whoever he was. Um, Please tell me this whole movie is shot in portrait mode. No, thankfully it is not. <laughs> um, this movie, I mean, I'm, I'm not even going to bother with the plot because there barely is one. Imagine if Paranormal Activity was a student film and they also put the whole, all seven movies into one movie, uh, the whole plot of Paranormal Activity shot by probably first-year film students, and you've got this movie. Oh, wow, that sounds terrible. Are you, you saying the plot is so similar to those, like just mashed all up? Yeah, they, they, the wife gets uh, uh, is is like this great descendant of some devil person who then needs to be pregnant, impregnated by the devil person to spawn Bad Ben. Uh, this part of a trilogy. There's Bad Ben and Batter Ben. Oh boy! Yeah, uh, and so this is how Bad Ben was born. <laughs> Batter Ben, a good day to be bad. <laughs> is this a prequel? This is a prequel to <laughs> Bad Ben. Um, Stiffle Street. What? what Steelmanville is- Road. Stiffle <laughs> Street. <laughs> Stiffle Street John. Shark. Kansas Avenue. It's very weird. Uh, <laughs> they really should have worked on that title. There's no worked, way that that's going to lead me to watch that. They film. should have worked on the whole movie. <laughs> would, you, would you recommend this to us? To watch? No, not even to scoff. It's really bad. Um, they have these scenes, these night vision scenes um, that they just turn the whole screen green. Um, and then very poorly superimpose what's supposed to be the ghost oh, onto... Are you sure this isn't good? Because this sounds so bad. <laughs> no, it's good? Here, no, it's not because okay. the acting is... Um, it's as if I were acting and I'm not a good actor. They're just reading their lines to each other. Um, they're not, it was the script read and they just put it on the <laughs> pretty, film. <laughs> pretty much. The plot is incomprehensible. Here's an example of, the, of a scene that really sums up this whole movie. So this mystical lady comes, of course, and is like, have you ever heard of the lead family? And the wife is like, no, I don't know them. And then she's like, she starts telling this whole story. And I guess 15 minutes in, they forgot that she didn't know who the lead family was because she goes, yeah, everybody knows that story. Our parents used to tell it to us so we wouldn't go outside. Okay, so the woman who said she didn't know suddenly right. was like, oh yeah, Immediately no, I totally was this. like scoffing, like everyone knows this story. It's like, oh my God, they couldn't even hold a scene together without a plot hole. Um, it was wow. really the worst movie I've ever watched. 
Are all three of them available on Prime? I yes. don't know. Okay, Bad, yes. Bad Ben is, because I saw that when I was <laughs> okay. shifting through. I was like, what am I going to watch? What am I going to watch? I was like, ooh, there's Bad Ben. I wonder what that is. But then I was like, no, I'm good. I wish you had landed on that so we could have accidentally watched, uh, you could have watched the sequel. Because well, yeah. we didn't tell each other what we were watching. No, we, it was we we all had to like no one knew. What if all then, of us picked one of the bad Ben films like randomly? We had all three amazing. of them the same. Oh, that would be that would be a testament to the bad Ben Ben trilogy. Um, so Amazon does this thing. It says reviews that mention and it has a word cloud. Um, and outside of acting is terrible. <laughs> the word Ben. Um, and and that's about it. Every one of these reviews basically say, don't watch this movie, go watch Bad Ben, which I guess is supposedly good. Um, I mean, there really are no funny reviews because this movie can't be funny. It's that bad. They all just say um, something like this. Wow, the worst movie I've ever seen. If they're this bad, I turn them off almost immediately, but Bad Ben was fair at least, so I wanted to give this guy a chance. Um, is there anything in the customers also watch section that would like look more interesting than this thing? Well, everything looks more interesting than this thing. It's like, Fair enough. do you want to watch just static? Yes, please. Um, yeah, so we've got Living DC. Uh, what is that? Murder House. Except it looks like they combined it to say Mer House. <laughs> Mer- I hope it's a merman house. It's just full of fish people. Merman. Uh, and Evil Things, which just has static as the background. Hold on, I'm clicking on Mer House. Now I wish I watched this. The most haunted house is no place to be alone. It might be Muir House. The font they chose is... Oh, yeah, it's Muir House, named after... All right, totally different movie. I'm no longer interested. But, uh, unless it's a house full of fishmen living yeah. together. Uh, so Steelmanville Road gets two thumbs down, negative stars. Um, I feel dumber for having watched it. We take eight but, strange yeah, mermen, yeah. put them in a house. What happens when things stop getting... <laughs> if anything, I'm impressed that uh, someone had the commitment to make three of these films on their iPhone. I feel like that's not a commitment. No, I feel like that's an afternoon. It's like that Patton Oswalt joke about the bed that murders. Deathbed. Deathbed. This is real life dead deathbed. Someone really just pounded this shit out. Wow. All right. Well, you heard it. Give it a wide berth, listeners. Yes, please do. <laughs> All, right, All right, Garrett, what do you got? So I have a cautionary tale about watching Amazon Prime uh, movies here. Okay. All right, but well, let me get into it. So the movie I picked was called Baby Monitor. The reason I picked this is Great because, title. <laughs> because it has a poster, and on the poster, it is some creepy eyes, it says baby monitor, and then a shadow, and then below it, it says, your baby is safe, dot, 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 are you? And I was like, oh, oh sold. <laughs> I was like, whatever this is, I'm watching this terrible fucking movie. <laughs> so, that's exactly what I did. Me and my roommate sat down to watch this movie yesterday, and I'm going to give you the plot breakdown of it right now. I'm excited. Okay. So, the movie starts out with a man and a woman in bed and a baby crying through a baby monitor. The dude rolls over and says to the wife, go check on the baby. And then, um, <laughs> and then she's like, okay, fine. So it's like real stereotypical. Like the guy's like, go check on the baby. Cause they hear it crying through the baby monitor. And she's like, okay. And then you basically cut zoom to the guy's face. And then you hear a lullaby, like hush little baby. But it's like, okay. And then he rolls over and his wife is still in bed and he's like, oh my God, who's singing to the baby? And then the wife's Ooh. eyes open up like, oh, who could it be? I hope it went dun, dun, dun. No, it definitely did not do that. <laughs> um, it basically like, it immediately stops and then rewinds itself. Like oh. someone pushes the rewind button like you're watching a videotape. It rewinds itself back to the beginning of the film. Okay. <laughs> what? 
It, trust me, it rewinds itself like you. Someone just hit rewind on an editing machine. You know, like okay. when you, you start in the middle of a movie and then you end up at the beginning. No, not even that. It oh. literally like someone you're watching it rewind itself. Wow, you're watching it rewind itself. So <laughs> then wow. it starts over again. And this time he. <laughs> Wait, I, I hope it's this scene just ten times in a row. <laughs> Then he leans over and you basically hear the baby crying to the baby monitor and he leans over to the wife and he's like, go check on the baby. And she's like, okay. And she gets up and goes and checks on the baby. And then he rolls over and there's someone in bed in place of his wife. And he like puts his arm and he's kind of like, oh my God. Because he hears the wife of the baby monitor and then it zooms up to the guy's face and it's this snake monster man who's in bed with him. (laughs) Then cut to immediately rewind to the movie again. The movie rewinds itself, and for the third time, he basically, the baby starts crying. She leans over to the guy, and she goes, go check on the baby. And he's like, okay. He gets up, walks to the room, looks in the crib. The baby is you know, like there, stops crying, and then it cuts back to the wife, who's in bed, who looks up, and there's a giant monster figure above her, and it's like this creepy weird looking monster with these giant sharp teeth and then it ends wait how long was this movie four fucking minutes <laughs> wow are you fucking I, serious i didn't even bother to check i thought it was a full-length movie i was like what the fuck is going on they keep rewinding like this has got to pay off eventually i remember at one point we paused it and i was like holy shit i think this thing's only four minutes long Did at you first watch the trailer i, for I thought movie? it was the trailer at first no it's a short film evidently on amazon prime there is a massive amount of horror short films that are up to five minutes long or shorter. I did not know this. I did not check the running time. So the movie I picked, expecting a full-length movie, was a four-minute short of those three scenes. And then it ends, and I was like, holy crap. And I was like, wow, I'm going to get in so much trouble for watching a four-minute movie instead of a real film. So I watched Space Jam. Um, so I'm going to talk about Space Jam for a while, you guys. Loosely a horror, I mean. <laughs> there is alien monsters in it, I guess. Wow, four minutes. Yeah, I did okay. not I did not realize. I was like, I was like, wow, this is kind of crazy. And then it like just kept rewinding itself. I was like, well, this has got to pay off eventually. Cause, I'd say the best thing I learned is that Space Jam is on Amazon Prime. Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. So um, it sounds more like a concept than a fucking movie. There is a whole, like... It's barely a garbage pit of like four to two minute, like little like short horror concepts on Hulu. Bro, there's a or Amazon. I'm sorry, Amazon whole garbage pit of two to 120 minute movies on Amazon. So it really runs the gambit. Yeah. Did the the reviewers give you any like word of warning? Like, okay, so I don't, I didn't check reviews. I literally saw the poster. They say like, don't watch this crap. So some of the reviews, I like the first scenario and several which played out in a four minute flick. I really thought it was brilliant and very Stephen Kingish. The rest I didn't like. The next right. review, four stars. Love the idea of the short film. It was spooky. I guess I really liked it because I was not. I was disappointed when it ended. One reason I dislike short story compilations. Five stars. Very creative and scary. One star. <laughs> horrible. I thought it was a movie and I paid two ninety nine. No. Only to, <laughs> only to find out That's it cost. What I was looking for someone who got duped out of money. <laughs> One star. Horrible. I thought it was. A, I thought it was a movie and paid two ninety nine. Only to find out that it cost that much to see forty five seconds of nothing. I'm very upset. <laughs> and then someone had five stars. This scared the crap out of me. I screamed. LOL. So yeah, there's only five reviews total. And uh, that is the uh, the birth wow. of it. It was directed like by Rajesh Naroth. Directed sounds like a loose term for what this man did. 
Yeah, but yeah, so I found out that evidently, because I was like, well, let's watch another movie here. And I like clicked on another movie. I was like, oh, that looks cool. And like the time on that one is like three minutes. And I was like, there is a just a pit of like short films here on Amazon Prime. So you got to wonder how they're getting all that. Uh, the, wow. the name of the film, quote unquote film, and <laughs> the tagline that you read seems like there was a lot they could have done with it. Like, I don't know. It, it sounds like maybe this was his pitch. And maybe he was going to shop this around, but then just didn't and just put this out instead. <laughs> or maybe he did shop it around and everyone was like, bro, no one wants to see you rewind the same 30 seconds for 90 minutes. <laughs> I feel like I feel like this was just student films and someone was like, oh, we can put this. It's kind of like, you know, like we put our uh, podcast on multiple formats. I think yeah. someone was just like, well, it's on Vimeo. Well, we can upload this to Amazon, too. Let's do it. Right. It's shadier than the judge two ninety nine. Oh, I, I did not know it was it was free for Prime. Right. But yes, if I paid two ninety nine so for bad. like four minutes of that garbage, <laughs> I would basically be like one star, dear Amazon. <laughs> it's probably like seven minutes of just studio logos that he made up in front of it to make it feel like a real movie. So yeah, I'm sorry, you guys. I got the I got the better end of this deal because I you picked sure a movie that I thought was a legit film and it was four minutes long. I don't know how long Steelmanville Road is. It felt. I don't know, about two days long. It was probably 90 minutes. Did you watch it all in one sitting? I did. I watched it right after I watched Hell House LLC, too. Um, So I just watched a good movie and was like, uh, that made this just stand out all the more for being, well, at least it wasn't four minutes. It probably would have been better. They could have edited it down to four minutes. It would have been an improvement. I'm going to say this. Based off the quality of films that we picked for this, I don't think John needs to die first at all. And I don't think we even need to worry about a grave mistake. If a grave mistake was making the any grave of grave mistake movies. was deciding to do this episode. <laughs> no, I think the, the uh, level of entrance that you're going to pay to get these films, that doesn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> That's what these movies do yeah. to you, man. They just mess up your brain. I think if you're going into anything on Amazon Prime, you're going to go in with low expectations. I don't think you're going to, you know, hold these to a degree of like a triple A film or anything like that. So no, but even with low expectations, I don't think you could lower your expectations enough for any of these movies to be uh, enjoyable. Except maybe Shark Kansas. I don't know. I like I like really shitty. I movies. like that you keep calling it Shark Kansas. What is it called? Shark and Saw. Do you call Arkansas Arkansas? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, whatever. Yeah, uh, go watch some crap. Go watch it's on man. Prime. There's I feel a lot like of that. It. Should just be the tagline for our uh, our <laughs> podcast. Go watch some crap. Anyway, do you think you guys want to do this kind of format again? Should we do Prime Rollette version 2 later? I think we should do this format, but we should make a mandate that it should be quality movies, or at least vet them as like the low B level instead of the F level. Yeah. And they should at least be 80 minutes long. Uh, we, we definitely <laughs> should put it. Again, that was what was so funny to me. It's like it kept happening. I was like, are they going to do this for the whole fucking movie? And then I like I paused it, and it was like a minute left in it. And I was like, Oh, I think I clicked the trailer and then like, no, we finished it. And then like runtime, four minutes and two seconds. I was like, holy shit. I don't know. I kind of like the, I kind of like the ambiguity of going in blind with these things and just being, find out what we get. Oh, I was surprised. I was, yeah, (laughs) I was scared. You guys are going to be mad. No, that was (laughs) great. Not mad. (laughs) There's no way you could have known. I mean, I guess you could have known. I could have paid attention. Before you actually I did not it, pay attention. So quite a few ways to have known, but that's okay. All right, so don't watch Baby Monitor. Don't watch Silverstein Street. <laughs> yeah. And uh, maybe watch the uh, Shark and Saw Women's Prison Massacre if you're looking for some dumb fun. Any other thoughts on this? No, My I thought. can't wait to forget these movies. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Well, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.